Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr, always ready to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be reviewing My First Million with Sam Barr, a.k.a. The Hustle, and Sean Purry. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael, we're going to make our first million. I remember my first million. The second million is always harder. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. You caught me off guard there. I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. All right. Uh, Yeah. So this this is another A-lister, if you will, of of the podcast Yeah, I think this is what, top 10? Top 1% anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, these are definitely really successful podcasters, young guys who have made it themselves, but then they've put this podcast together. Now, this podcast has only been running about two years. They've got about 300 episodes, and they're already getting a million downloads a month. They're just killing it. So why are these guys so good? Well, these are just the guys that you want to hang out with. I mean, I have enormous respect for these guys. I like this guy, Sam Parr. All right, what's happening, everyone? This is Sam Parr. I know a little bit less, I think, about Sean Purry. But they just come across as guys that I want to listen to for an hour. I admire their journey. I admire their hustle. I admire their intelligence. And... And they clearly like each other and enjoy chatting with each other. It's just, it's like you going to the bar with your best friends from high school, listening to them talk about their latest project and and business and life. And that's why people listen. I know I was saying to you earlier, you know, I I think a lot of young men may not have that many friends or, and this, this is where they get their friendship on, you know, a couple of times a week. And that's, in my opinion, what makes this podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know is. that I want to suggest that their listeners are all lonely young men with no friends. Okay, I hope I didn't but take that across. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not lonely young men, but inspired, driven young men that want you know to change their lives. You know, maybe you don't have a group of friends like that. I, I don't know what job you may have, but these are the these are the friends you want to listen to who, who are going to inspire you to make yourself better. Yeah, I thought it was. Interesting because initially my first take on it when I saw the title, right, My First Million, I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, here's how you make it, right? right? Here's the hustle, yeah. right? You're going to go and you do these things and, and you're going to make a million dollars, right? Um, your first million. Yes, this but is not, it's not, not like, that. like that at all. As you pointed out, it's more of a conversation and it's, well, it was really off the beaten path a bit on this. This episode that we're going to review is called Writing Your Way to Millions with Neville Medora. Yep. Okay. I thought this was really, a, it was a great episode too, because they're all writers, right? This is really their superpower. Sam Parr calls himself the hustle, yep. right? And that's how he kind of became famous, the hustle con 
conference that he does regularly. I think it's it's at least once a year, if not twice a year, uh, they do this thing. He's been very, very successful with that. And then he had the newsletter by the same name that has been unbelievably successful. And so this is really about their ability to write great copy that sells stuff. They can sell almost anything. I think it's more about the fact that they are systems guys or process guys. I think they connect in this case, clearly, I think Sam and Neville connect with this idea that with a system or with a process, you can excel. That It's not all about necessarily IQ. I think they did discuss this in the podcast. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I can't fundamentally change the thought process at the very, at a very high level of people, but yeah, I think he genuinely believes in what he's selling, which is this copywriting course. And he yeah. believes that if you follow these processes, if you follow these rules, if you will, mm-hmm. you can make yourself, you know, a, a better writer. A, you know, I don't know how much better, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. enough better that, you know, you get results. And I think that's where the two of them connected because they believe that if you can implement a process, a system, rules, then, you know, you can improve upon whatever whatever it is you want to do. And I think that's where they, they yeah. shine. By the way, there is also a daily podcast uh, called The Hustle Daily. Okay. It's a 10 to 20 minute daily one. Does Sam do that one? or uh, Sam, uh, actually, Sam does not host that one. Yeah, I think he focuses. But yeah. it's so he under that same brand, right. right? And that one appears to be attempting to compete directly with JLD's okay. Entrepreneurs on Fire. So... Uh, which is an interesting relationship. JLD's been on uh, the My First Million podcast, and they uh, they they were laughing about kind of the competitiveness between. I can see the them two being. Guys. I can see them. I can see some competitiveness in these in these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their their target audience is very similar. Right. Their absolutely. Style is very different, but their audience is very much the same. You know, young, ambitious people who are trying to figure out how to really get some traction, momentum. And are willing to work hard, but they're trying to figure out where to put their energy. And I think these guys help inspire them, give them some direction. This is a little bit different. JLD, yes, I would say he's an entrepreneur, but he doesn't have the... His entrepreneurial experience is really focused around the podcast. Whereas these other hosts, I mean, the My First Million guys, they've developed, they developed independent entrepreneurial careers over the past right. 10 years, I want to say. Before they, you know, they took up the podcasting route and that really, yeah. so they'd already, they'd already gained that respect, at least in my mind, yeah. as, you know, really solid entrepreneurs. And they're not shy about talking about their no, failures think, too. They, they did not just hit it big first No, these guys, attempt. these guys possess yeah. all of the background that you want in an entrepreneurial podcast, right? They yeah. have earned their stripes and their battle scars to be able to talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and, and. That's why it's very difficult to replicate this kind of podcast, even if you can find to have two really, you know, guys that are, are personal friends who enjoy talking to each other. There's yeah. you know, some chemistry or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. they have the battle scars to, you know, back it up. I mean, it's hard to duplicate this kind of podcast. I mean, if we're here to give advice as to what podcasts, you know, usually you should just yeah. you know, put what out can a you learn my first million yeah. equivalent and, you know, you're going to go shoot to the top because you're not. And so the question is, you know, are there things we can pick out of this that maybe people can can replicate? Yeah. I also thought what was interesting, again, I, I love creativity and changing up things. So in this particular episode, 
Sean sat out and Ben Wilson came in as a guest host. Now, Ben and Sam are buds. Right. Right. These guys are best friends. They, Ben was Sam's best man at his wedding, right? And they live just around the corner from each other. Okay, I got that wrong. Sam, straighten me out. Who was your best friend? So. Yeah, so Neville was the best man at my wedding, so we're close. He also, him and I now live two doors away from each other. Okay. Sam straightened me out. Now let's get back to our conversation. They actually shared a story on the podcast about... Like just um, bumping into each other or chatting on the street. Right, right. Yeah. The benefits of having a best friend right. who lives near but not right next door. That was, I thought, was kind of cute. It actually resonated with me because they were talking about this you know, kind of neighborhood thing. And in the States here, before I moved to Hong Kong, we actually went into a new development neighborhood with four families and we bought four houses on one street yeah. so we could all be close yeah, to yeah. each other and have friends around. No, this and, is very popular. And, you know, you, you hear yeah. a lot of the, oh yeah, we're going to all and all my friends, we're going to raise our kids together. This is very popular in, yeah. you know, particular groups uh, in the United States. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had some of the best parties because yeah, one hosts and everybody else brings stuff and, but he you did know, say yeah. you need your distance. So he, he says they share an alley, but they're not, you know, it's not, that, yeah. it's not that. I didn't intimate. think it was as important as he made it sound because say we were, four houses in a row yeah. uh, on the, on this one street and we made it work. It was not a problem. It didn't hurt our relationship anyway, but okay. So, um, <laughs> but it's a, it's an important aspect of the dynamic of this podcast though, that they have this uh, rapport with each sure. other and this ability to banter and chat about personal things. Um, Neville even goes off and talks about his plan to die at 85 yeah i agree it was very intimate so i think yeah talking about death and and um you know this may change i can assure you talking about death is it can be difficult for um you know as you start to approach that age well we're a lot closer to it than these guys are (laughs) (laughs) more sensitive to us yeah the things i was trying to pick out about i I found a a little bit fascinating when i looked at their um the text so i don't even know if we were going to discuss it i don't think we've ever discussed this before but it was one of the first things that i noticed when i started to read this or i started to look at this podcast was um you know they write very little on the actual meat description the description of what you know basically just says we're going to chat with uh, neville metterer about uh, copywriting but then they provide a bunch of links to you know related content yep they've got a then it kicks into a show notes section where it basically highlights the most important things they talk about the most important parts they reference the you know neville's decision to die at 85 if that interests you you can go right to it at uh, 19 minutes then there's a whole section on past guests which basically is saying you know it's basically hey we're important because you know we have all these other people and then additional not only the people and then it even goes dives down deeper into additional episodes that you might like that are related to this yep i really thought it was great and i've never seen anybody do it like this where there's such detail we're not going to talk about that much what we're going to do is we're basically going to you know promote all the other podcast and then this ecosystem just keeps kind of feeds it upon itself yeah um I, I thought that was i thought that was really well done i if i passed on any piece of advice you know look at the sh- look at the notes that are associated with this particular podcast maybe there's something there that you can well, replicate again what's their superpower 
it's writing and copy, right? So this is an example of them. This is not by accident. No, these, this they know is, exactly what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Yes, they, they're very intentional and experimental. Yeah. They, I think that this is part of why these guys are as successful as they are now is I got the feeling that they iterate very quickly. Yeah. They're risk takers. They will try something and and have the strength and willpower to immediately go, oh, that that did not work. You know, just stop doing that. Let's go do something else. So that's an important piece of their their chemistry, I guess you'd say, but they the the way they portray the business, right? And, and getting to your first million, again, it's about experimentation and risk taking and yeah, drive. Like we, when we were talking about this earlier, hustle, I, I know what right? you said. You know, I, I yeah. said you said, oh, I was disappointed, uh, or you said, yeah, you were disappointed that you know there was not enough value bombs per se. You know, <laughs> if we talk in JLD yeah. speak, that there was things that you could you could grasp and take away and you know go home with and and, it, yep. and I said well that's not what this is about so you know this my first million is about building you know your strength you know it's like weightlifting right you listen to the podcast you you lift a little bit more weight you know and you just keep going and keep going and and after 100 episodes you know what it takes to be an entrepreneur, you're, you're a stronger person. You, you can yeah. accept failure. You can, ex, you know, you have more resilience. You understand what it takes to sort of take that next step. You, you, you don't accept defeat. Yeah. That, that to me is what, I, I don't think I've seen another entrepreneurial podcast where the takeaway, it's not, it's the content isn't what it's about. It's the listen to the stories of the people, listen to their failure or, or listen to how long it took them to achieve what they needed to achieve. That's the takeaway. It's not these little JLD three con- pieces of content. You take these, um, or when we did the um, the five minute advice, you know, yeah. podcast where you know, oh, here's one piece of advice in three minutes, right? Takeaway. Yeah. It's not what this is not this is not what this podcast is about. It's about me relating to these guys and understanding who they are as people. That's yeah. why I like. I mean, I think it's just enormous. Yeah. this is not advice necessarily directly do this do that right. as you point out it is more kind of thematic <laughs> and uh yes you absorb it over time the more episodes you listen to the more you kind of get the mindset that it takes to be this kind of successful right. the discipline that these guys have had despite the fact that they seem very kind of casual and it's a friendly conversation yeah. but i think you will pick up from them that they're actually very disciplined um, process and very candid, you know, and and yeah. I, I think uh, you know we we did another podcast recently um, with a podcaster who um, you know was I think was very reserved. He was not willing to share you mm. know his sort of personal details. In the case of uh, of Sean Purry, if you go back, like he's been sharing his life openly on his blog since he was eighteen. You know, yeah. he would document you know how much money he had in the bank every week, right? <laughs> and you could follow the journey along. Yeah, um, and Sam Parr has, uh, you know, in a similar fashion, been very candid about how, um, you know, he's he doesn't spend, you know, he doesn't like to spend a lot of money. He's uh, very frugal. Um, so these, you know, and they share these things. Say, hey, I'm sorry, but if you want to succeed in business, there are times when you're going to have to be uh, frugal. There's times when you're, and yeah, this this candidness, I think, is um, is quite refreshing, and it it just makes people feel like. Yeah, I'm talking to, you know, my best friends from high school um, at the bar, the smartest friends I've got. All right, I'm going to play a little bit of their jingle because I thought it was quite 
unique. So kind of a rap like thing. So we'll we'll play just a little bit of that just to so you can get a taste for the style of this podcast as well. I think it goes towards their target audience, a younger audience. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. I put my all in it like no days off. On the road, let's travel, never looking back. All right, one just last kind of thing, just for me, and maybe this bothers me more than it bothers most people, but clearly the audio for this podcast is taken from video. So video is their primary media here. And the the place where it annoys me, and I've said this before about other podcasts as well that do this, is it annoys me when they're making references to something I can't see. So like at times on the video, they share a screen and they show you something reference, you know, they're making a reference to something. They show you the website they're talking about or the media, the copy they're talking about. And that just bothers me a little bit when I'm listening and I can't see it and you're referring to something I can't see. So I wish that they were doing a version that was audio first for this podcast. But look at what that says, right? So this isn't even audio first. This is kind of video first, ported to audio, and they're getting a million downloads a month. These guys are just amazing in you know, how popular they are and you know, what they're doing here. In just two years, a million downloads a month. I noticed a tweet that uh, Sam put out just the uh, other day where he said he was going to do a Q&A on the pod. <clears throat> and he asked, hey, what questions do you want answered? And what I found most interesting about this was just how personal the question, like they, they, they really cared about what Sam you know, would do, you know, if you, if you had to start again, you know, these were the kind of questions yeah. you had nothing, you know, if, if you didn't have your background and your education, you know, what would you do? I, there was, there was one here yeah. where this um, father had said he listens to uh, the podcast with his son and his son was a 20 year old mechanical engineering uh, uh, student and he was making a lot of money in his drop shipping business. And he was asking, should I drop out? Like, it's clear that they're forming a really intimate personal relationship with their audience, yeah. Um, and that this is this is what it's this is what it's all about. Yeah. This well, is this, why, is this is what we want to do. This is why right? I think I exactly. respect these guys. Yeah. Um, you've got to be really candid. They've opened up their lives. They share it all, and this is the result. And you get a very, very intimate, you know, engaged audience, and the and and it just it just flows really nicely. So. Yeah. That that's certainly what I took away from. I yeah. wish them a ton of success because I I have a lot of admiration for these guys. Yeah. That was our review of my first million with Sam Parr and Sean Purry. Next week is story time with Seth Rogen. Please subscribe so you never miss a review. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you'd like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. <laughs>